Hi, welcome to Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna. Every day is a clean slate and a fresh start. Make today the day. I posted a picture of a glass of water. Okay. Yeah, that that 32 ounce. So I'm like, oh, I, I did do, see that. I can do four of those. And I did. I downed that 32 ounces. I want to vomit, though. I mean, I chugged it. I chugged the 32 ounces, but by like the 28th ounce, I really feel like I'm going to throw up. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing worse than having to down water. Yeah, but thank goodness it was only like 6.30 in the morning. Oh, not, that's really good. Not 8.30 at night. Because I, I cannot believe how much urination comes with that much water. You only do that once or twice. Well, and that's what I think Andy talks about is... Um, the level of discipline it takes to drink your gallon of water. Because if you are going to follow through with it and you realize it's 8 o'clock at night and I've only had, you know, 64 ounces, oh, i got to drink the rest of this. You don't do that again. No. You're up all night long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll see. And there's the discipline. Yep. You know, that's it's touching the hot stove. You don't do it again. <laughs> it's too painful. <laughs> okay. I first heard this quote at a homeschooling conference. Um, you remember um, Mr. D, the math guy? Yes, yes. His name is Dennis. I cannot remember his last name. But I attended one of his workshops, and he's such a great workshop guy. Anything he was doing, I was there because he was so motivating, and he spoke my math language. And I'm like, oh, let's talk Pythagorean triples. <laughs> And what was sweet was um, he was talking about his dad passed away, who was also a mathematician. And his funeral took place on May 12, 2013. 5-12-13, a Pythagorean triple. And he brought that up, and only a few people in the audience knew what that was. But I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so so amazing. I don't know. Just so crazy. Anyway, so he taught a workshop on goal setting. And there's been all these studies. There's been these Harvard studies that if you goal set and write it down on paper, visualize it, assign a date to it, you are like 46 more, 46% more likely to achieve those goals. Gosh, I can't even remember what I did, but it was, it was very, it was almost spiritual. I was like, visualizing myself a year from now and that's that was the task is pick something you want done 365 days from now and then you write a letter to yourself that you've already done it and you're you're speaking it into being so to speak and then then we did kind of a reverse of that like how did you get there what steps did you take to achieve that? And he went step by step. It was an hour long little workshop and it was it was so good. It was just it it was very enlightening and I love how it focuses um, your energy in a very positive way. And he ended this seminar with what I'm about to read to you. And the author of this statement is um, Marianne Williamson. And she apparently is, you know, she's a public speaker. 
Um, you can you can see her. I, I guess she does conferences and things like that. I had no idea who she was, but he shared this quote, and I love it. I love it. So uh, I'll read it, and we'll, we'll see what ideas bounce around. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, or fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And that is Marianne Williamson. Love that. I do too. I love the, I think right at the very beginning, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. And because sometimes when you're good at something, that is what can scare you because it, um, it's like once you turn that switch on, and I think we feel that in some of the things that we do, it's like you turn that switch on and then like, what am I supposed to do with it? It consumes you. It does. Yeah. And what I shared recently is that I did not feel like I had a passion or a talent for anything until I was 38 years old. I don't know what I was doing. I was just kind of like, you know, somersaulting from one day to the next. I was enjoying being married and then, you know, having babies. And But having babies sometimes can throw you off track of, of what your talent is. And I felt like having babies and being a mom was not a talent of mine. You know, I kept everybody fed and... and they were alive. They were alive. Same here. But... I, I did not have this raw talent of, I wanted to, I really did, but I found that it was exhausting. All the kids were, were very sickly. Um, sleep was non-existent. non-existent. And with that comes depression. There was a lot of, and it wasn't postpartum. It wasn't a postpartum depression. It was a, a long journey of parenting kind of, it was, I was droning on. It was just, you know. It was almost like a zombie state. Yeah. For many years. Mm -hmm. And, and I would, oh, I was just, I was so envious of moms that were just loving every second of parenting. And I felt like there was something wrong with me. Well, first of all, I don't think that that was true. Probably. It's just probably a self thing that we do to to ourselves. Right. Yeah. Some of them moms do look like they have it all together that's true like oh wow and I think social media adds to that and but I I don't know I don't feel like I look at social media like I'm comparing I'm like oh I mean I really do uh, like that for some people that they've got their it seems like they've got their lives 
you know, together. I think it's great. It's inspiring to me. I'm not jealous or, oh, I wish that was my life. Well, maybe if they're like in Bora Bora. The travel part, yes. Yeah, the travel part. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could I could live there. Um, or I could certainly visit there right now. Um, but I, I don't live in a state of comparing. I, I just don't. I think maybe at one time I did. Um, I think maybe as women, maybe we do that more than men. But I don't know. I think men compare whether it's cars or jobs or salaries or um, whatever. Their I, comparisons are probably just different. Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, as you age and mature and you have that wisdom that um, you see a lot of that stuff is just stuff. And bottom line, it's the relationships that you build. Mm -hmm. This is from a book called The Algebra of Happiness. I check out all these books. And they always have these recommendations at the front of the library just from staff. And it'll have the staff member's name on, on the book. So this was one of them. It's called The Algebra of Happiness, Notes on the Pursuit of Success, Love, and Meaning by Scott Galloway. This just chapters on stuff, but he has a very short little paragraph in here. It says, studies show that people overestimate the amount of happiness things will bring them and underestimate the long-term positive effect of experiences. Invest in experiences over things. Drive a Hyundai and take your wife to St. Mark's. <laughs> yes. So I just like that because investing in experiences over things. Absolutely. If I could go back, oh. go back in time, yeah. that's what I would change. Yeah. None of this stuff. I know. It doesn't matter. There was another little thing I saw too talking about getting a smaller house. If you have a smaller house, you have less to clean. There's more laughter. You're forced to be together. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, we live in a society where bigger is better and more is better. And um, and I think there was a, a meme around Christmas time. It's It was the picture of the Home Alone house. And like, you know you're getting older when you look at that picture and, and you think, what did the father do to be able to afford that house? Or, <laughs> um, And I look at it like, I don't want to heat and cool it, and I don't want to clean it. It's mm -hmm. way too big. Yeah, you know, I float around Pinterest, and I've got a Pinterest board of dream house, and there are all these cute, like, roof, um, thatched roof cottages that you would probably find in the countryside in, in Europe. It, it's just I want it made of stone and I want the rooms to be so small that you have to be cozy and and there's a fireplace and I'm like those are the types of things that it, it's not this big gigantic pillars of massive homes yeah I want something small and intimate and where you're forced to kind of be cozy together with your loved ones and when they come to visit um, but yeah it's just the motivation for that is invest in relationships, invest in experience, and don't get caught up in the money, the the possessions, because that all can be gone in a flood or a fire, and what do you have left? So go and make some experiences today. Sometimes we succeed in life, sometimes we fail. But every day is a clean slate and a fresh opportunity. Make today the day.